3: Hello and welcome to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I'm Jamie and I'm joined today by the good Dr. Ed Bridges. Morning, Ed. Or Ed. We okay? Yeah, very well, very well. Now, we were initially going to save this chat for after the Knox County game on Tuesday, but after yesterday's resounding victory up at Warsaw, I demanded we do an emergency podcast, so I dragged Ed out of bed on a Sunday morning and got him on Zoom um, to chat through now, before we get into that, though, as always, we do want to thank the listeners who have contributed a few pennies through our Ko-Fi account. Um, so first up, uh, just a regular nod to our regular contributors. That's Mark Williams, Daniel Heyrini, Hamid Baladabadi, Martin Kings and the Rosehead XLS WhatsApp group, and Boomstrong over on Twitter. And a thanks uh, as well, a shout out to our recent contributors. So thanks to Diesel on Twitter as well. Yeah, we really appreciate all of your support. If you want to chip in with a few quid in a comment there's a link in the show notes um, if you can't no problem at all just help us promote what we do over on social media that's at 1912xls wherever you are right as we're emergency potting on this sunday morning um as i mentioned because of newport's 3-0 victory up at warsaw let's first hand over to our away day rabble led by the one and only Amberani.
2: We've arrived, we're at the Best Cot, Poundland, whatever else you want to call it, stadium. Decent trip up, uh, a little bit of traffic around the M5, but basically, if you've never been to Walsall before, set your sat-nav for the middle of England, and then um, when it tells you that you have arrived at your destination, head a little bit further towards the centre of England, and you'll arrive. Uh, not an awful lot here in terms of uh, facilities for away fans. Uh, pay a fiver to get into a, to their club. Uh, which is probably worth it. Managed to watch Man City against Everton. Uh, so good number here. You can probably hear from around me lots of a bit of lots of buzz going on. We reckon we've got about 800 coming, which is a pretty awesome effort to get to Walsall. Uh, we're on a good run. They're not really hopeful. There was uh, lots of expectation on the bus coming up uh, today. Uh, so I've gone two one or three one to the county. Uh, we've gone for their usual lineup. Uh, no surprises there uh, expecting goals on both sides and uh, yeah really looking forward to it. So a couple of technicalities so uh, floodlight watch we're looking at kind of five sets perched on the slightly lower stands around the uh, the outside of the the, the stadium down the, the the touch lines. nothing at the far end uh, where the the, the big pound land stand is. Uh, but look look we'll be okay uh, one word weather is sparkly uh, so very relieved it's dry uh, loads of water about when we were on the way up here today so uh, but pitch looks good bit sandy in the goalmouth. bit sandy in the corner uh, areas uh, yeah good to go everybody very confident for a county performance county win so here we go and we'll see you at the far post What a start from County, it has been all us, we haven't seen anything at our end from Walsall yet. I have no idea who scores, but it is 1-0 to the County, come on! And that's 2-0, and Nick's gone long, we've got down the right, and there's no doubt about who's got that, that is Will Evans, and we are two up, come on! a bit of controversy there looked like it was in the box County players not uh, complaining too much but a foul on Seb Palmer Holden gives us a golden chance just right on the edge of the box just at the corner of the D Uh, let's have a look if we can make it three and it's three and the County oh we're in dreamland here nothing coming from Walsall Uh, just easy ball knocked in from the left hand side and I think it might have been Will again uh, here we go, our oh, happy days, Dreamland. Okay, so ignore all my uh, kind of assessments of who scored the goals. I think it was probably Charlesley that got the third. Uh, unlucky to hit the bar late on as well. Uh, it would be fair to say that in the concourses at half time, uh, there is a, an unusual level of confidence from the county fans. Uh, we're not quite used to being three up at half time, but it feels well deserved, and if anything, it feels like uh, could have been more for us nothing coming from walsall really uh, really surprised at their crowd uh, it's pretty sparse nothing coming from them uh, it's just a bit of a county dreamland at the moment so uh, hope it keep it quiet for the next 10. Uh, can't see us changing anything for a minute uh, subs are out warming up but yeah we're gonna keep it tight uh, make sure put this one in the locker and then move on but we've been awesome so far so uh, yeah thoroughly enjoyable afternoon in walsall so far so we're about 20 minutes into the second half, uh, probably Walsall's best period of the game, but our levels of intensity have been fantastic so far. So we haven't really given them a clean strike, uh, really closing them down uh, and a load of corners is the best they've managed to get. So, yeah, all looking really good at the moment. Here we go, the keeper's gone for ball Long ball over the top, Tandala through, uh, comes out, he might be wearing black and amber but he's, uh, that's the end of his afternoon uh, probably a bit harsh, I'm not sure he was the last man but that's the end of a miserable afternoon for the Walsall keeper and uh, good afternoon, farewell uh, and to top it all they've got no subs left so uh, one of their players from up front is going to have to go in goals so this is proper comedy parks football going on here now Ah, you just love this. This proper League 2 North. So it turns out that they uh, can actually make another substitution. Uh, Walsall honestly haven't got a clue what's going on here. So, uh, yeah, they're back to uh, people coming on. And we'll just see how we go. Priestley Farkerson not looking very happy, getting a bit of a ribbon from the away fans, it would be fair to say. Hiya guys, Arnie here, so we're on the coach, managed to catch up with a couple of the uh, the regular uh, reprobates, so we've got Ollie and Stu that are going to give us some reflections. I mean, from me first, felt like kind of celebrations after the game were, were, were the, the kind of um, most exuberant that I've seen since the kind of Mansfield playoff game uh, away up there. Uh, you know, fantastic to see all the players celebrating with the fans. Uh, yeah, I think, I guess probably the sense on the coach is... Uh, yeah, just kind of slightly delirious uh, Slightly unexpected But just absolutely living the dream So gonna, Ollie, thoughts please Yeah, I don't think we did anything spectacular today We played well We played quite cohesive with the unit I, f- I feel a lot of our strengths came from putting water on under pressure, Especially uh, Farquhar uh, you Who know, we know from experience is a fan of playing under pressure. Passed it about well Got it to the strikers pretty much a complete performance. Yeah, I absolutely agree there. It just seemed like we managed to take those chances first half and the game was, put, was pretty much put to bed. Uh, Stu, thoughts from you?
3: Yeah, I think it was a, just a really professional performance. I mean, we controlled the game from start to finish. The, the, the crowd was great, the atmosphere was brilliant. Loads of younger guys there today, making lots of noise. Fantastic enthusiasm. And then at the end, it was beautiful at the end, wasn't it with all the crowds, the players the, the, interacting with the crowd. Just lovely, heartwarming. I mean, brilliant. It's going to be a great end of the season. <laughs> it could yeah. be special. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean, that just about sums it up. It was awesome the celebrations at the end there. Uh, I mean, it said, said quite a lot that Priestley Farkas and got the man of the match. Not quite sure how that happened. Uh, other than I, I suppose he took quite a lot of stick uh, in, in good heart from the county fans, uh, w- w- which was brilliant. So uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Dry February for me has pretty well gone out the window, so we're we're, we're going to go and celebrate properly now. Uh, But yeah, see you all at the far post, guys, uh, and keep it county.
3: Thanks to Arnie, who has broken his away day duck when reporting for the 1912 Exiles podcast. Um, He's probably as pleased with that as he is with the game itself. We also popped a shout-out for listener contributions yesterday and first-time caller Tim sent us this.
4: Hello, podcast. This is Tim and Ben. Just being at a game at Warsaw, fantastic. Three goals, three points, tidy. <laughs> nah, it was a great game. Cracking first half, some sexy goals. Oh, we were the other side, but that second goal looked pretty, mm-hmm. pretty sublime.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: And uh, it feels like we're hitting some form just at the right time of the season. Uh, Notts County on Tuesday, and they're kind of stuttering a bit. So who knows? Who knows where we could go? I'm hoping we can squeeze into the playoffs. And uh, just looked at the BBC Sport app and see Wales versus England rugby, Wales are up. So uh, it looks like it could be a great weekend for Welsh sport. Yeah.
3: Thanks, Tim. Uh, I hope Newport can provide some more sexy goals for you, as you so eloquently put it. Uh, Less said about the rugby, the better, mostly because this podcast doesn't deal with egg chasing just as much. If you do want to drop us a voice now at any time, sharing your thoughts after a game or your hopes, your dreams, your fears or you just want to tell us how much you love the Bovril offering at Rodney Parade, you can do so by going to speakpipe.com forward slash 1912xls. We'll be right back after this.
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
4: Well, so then we are. We've heard what uh, Arnie and the gang made of it. We've heard Tim's view. Um, I copped out of yesterday's game, so I have various family commitments to deal with. Um, so Jamie, tell me what I missed. It sounded like one of those where just everything went our way. I think in the first half we had four shots on target, and three of them went in. Very hard for Walsall to come back into it from there and it sounded like there was a tacit non-aggression agreement from the break onwards uh, a walsall pact if you will uh, is that how you saw it
3: yeah it was definitely one of those days where um we started well and yeah like you say just i think we were as just as shell-shocked following and watching that game as the walsall fans and the walsall defense were um it just Everything seemed to click. I think the main thing for me that really sort of struck out was the, the sheer energy, the running, the pressing, desire, hunger, whatever you want to call it, it was there. There was, I, I said after the Swindon game, there's no real cup hangover to sort of speak of that we were all worried about. And there really isn't here. And you just get this feeling that, I don't know, people, they, they just want this, they're up for this. They know that there there is a a playoff spot to chase. Um, we still got a long way to go, but you could tell from that first half that it was just such a measured wiser performance much wiser than we've looked in the past um we looked very comfortable we looked uh, like we dealt with everything we dealt with everything that's coming our way and then going forward we grabbed the ball quickly we got into those wide positions and we fed the strikers Seb did not stop running um, all day that he was on that pitch. As did Will Evans. Those two up front. You know, we've we've spoken about their partnership before, but it's it's looking pretty formidable right now, and they look undroppable. I would say at the moment.
4: So I mean, yeah, you talk about Palmer Holden and Evans. So clearly, a day like that is one for the strikers.
3: But who else stood out for you? Scott Bennett. I thought Scott Bennett. You know, we we've said he's he's been playing really well this season. He's having one of his best seasons for us. He was superb again. Uh, I, I remember, I think it was Nathan Blake on cons yesterday. He was noting that he was always in the right place at the right time. Um, he didn't sort of say it um, you know, quite as explicitly, but you know, it was kind of a nod to, you know, Benno knows he doesn't have the pace to sort of do all that chasing and harrying. So he's just reading the game so well. And it was, you know, in effect, again today, you know, he was that real linchpin in, in midfield. It was a bit of a, a, a shame as well, because I think... Um, yeah, Will went off early with a bit of a knock. So I was a bit concerned about the midfield sort of being a bit shaky. Charles Lee, when he came on, he he again, he, he took maybe about ten, fifty minutes to get into the game. And then when he did, he got the got the third goal. So it was um you yeah, know great to see. But all of that midfield energy and, and sort of running and haranguing of that Walsall team was led by Bennett for sure.
4: Yeah, and up front, I mean, Will Evans it feels like he's always the man that's getting talked about by opposition fans whenever we chat with opposition pods and, and stuff. But, you know, he has stepped up this season. It Again, another cracking goal yesterday. And from what I really gather, he kind of led the line
3: in just a really imperious way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, firstly, his goal, absolutely incredible. Um, sort of one of those, reminds me of a goal. I think it was Luis Suarez when he was having that mad season at Liverpool where he's sort of like just be able to sort of jink between players. And you think like the ball's got away from him, but he's just sort of got that that touch just right. So he just managed to, you know, from, I think it was out wide on the right, jink past it, a defender. And then the finish just, I mean, slotted, curled, hammered into the top corner, all of them. I don't know what it was, but it was, yeah, it was an astounding goal, um, probably his best of the season. And yeah, he's really sort of stepped up. I, I talked about us looking wiser now than we have done, but yeah, he's got that. For for a, for a guy who's, you know, only been with the club for two seasons, he he looks like he's leading that in a sort of... And almost like captaining the, the side up top. You know, Delaney's doing a fantastic job at the back. We've got a lot of senior figures now or or figures that, yeah. you know, they look like they... They just look like they're, they're better, you know, the better players on the pitch. They look head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, reminds me of... Uh, I don't know if you remember when, like, the likes of, like, Labs, Babidi, um uh, and, and, you know, Mickey, during those cup runs, you know, Labadie when he was sort of running and chasing after Premier League players, and then the rest of that season, um, I think that's the 2019 season when we made the playoffs, again, they just had this air of, right, Will, we're better than you, we're better than the opposition, we'll find a way to win, Um, and this is what I'm feeling with this side this season. It's absolutely remarkable that we're saying this uh, when in October, uh, you know, we're barely scraping a, a team together and just sort of clinging on and hoping we could get through that bad patch. Um, but honestly, the the change has been unbelievable this last few months. I mean, it was something we talked about
4: in the summer that we we lost a lot of leaders from last mm. season, Cameron, Vicky and so on. And as you say, not only have we brought in players like. Ryan Delaney, who perhaps we'll talk about a bit more in a moment, who brought in that leadership. But some of the players we already had on the books, like Will Evans, have stepped up as well. I mean, you look along that back line now, you've got Delaney, Clark, McLaughlin, Lewis, any of those could have a captain's armband for the way they carried themselves and talk to their teammates and lead, you know, provide leadership across the back. He's then got Bennett, Morris in midfield, you know, always talking, always kind of leading from the front. Evans up top, he's not short sure of confidence. It, it's, weirdly, we're going to end this season probably with more and better leadership than we had at the end of last season, which is, is mad when you look at the players who went out the door last summer. And I think, as I say, that nowhere is that more apparent than the back line. Um, funnily enough, I, I found myself looking back through a, a message on Twitter from last summer um, where I asked a Morgan fan what we could expect from Ryan Delaney. And he said, you know, he'll a really solid signing for you, probably better in a back four than a back three, which I think is precedent given how well he's doing. Now, not super quick, but very committed, decent in the air, likes to bring it out from the back, um, and it, yeah, that's exactly how he turned out, and him and Clark as a centre back partnership, like I say, yesterday was the day for the strikers, but it's and we haven't had loads of those this season, but it just feels like the defence is clicking at exactly the right time
3: yeah yeah i mean those two in particular dealt with absolutely everything yesterday apart from i mean it's newport so there's always one moment of like calamitous madness where somebody mistimes a kick or mistimes a clearance and it was like two or three sort of comedy of errors and it almost led to like a goal but um but we ended up missing that chance um but other than that honestly it was um yeah like you said they're not blessed with pace are they either of them delaney and and clark but what they do in the same way as Bennett they just read the game so well they yeah, put themselves exactly. in the right positions and uh you know a couple of times both of them threw themselves in front of shots um you know blocking shots where again Warsaw could have got a goal back and made things a bit more difficult um particularly in that first half um yeah and and, and as you mentioned second half we just sort of rode that game out camp to be very professional second half Warsaw really didn't offer that much second half i think they kind of given up to be honest yeah we we yeah. We just look great um, all across the park. And it's probably testament to the way Cochran's probably spoke to his squad at the start of the season and said, well, maybe he didn't say, but maybe he spoke in a, such a way that he said, look, we don't have those leaders at the back anymore. We need you to step up. And the team togetherness is you know, it's on show for everyone to see. Um none more so than the the celebrations at the end with the away fans the seven hundred yeah, yeah. uh, away fans you know there's cheer you know I it's been a lot of talk um you know in the in the first division um, discourse about the celebration police and stuff but um yeah. it yeah they again that the connection with the the fans and the connection you know between themselves in that team and that squad um is just quite heartwarming and it does make you really it makes you believe you know it makes you believe something can happen this season
4: yeah I've got to ask.
3: You know, we have three cracking goals yesterday. So there was the
4: uh uh the goal from Bryn Morris, he only scores bangers and deflections. That was uh, <laughs> a great opener. We then had Will Skills, the the second one, and then the the cherry on the cake was the, the one from uh the player who we're now calling Mr HWJ Charlesley Esquire. For anyone who <laughs> didn't see it, um I I went on Google to check the score yesterday. And it listed the scores as B. Morris, W. Evans, and H. W. J. J. And We then had a bit of a discussion about um, whether he sounded more like a uh, softball sort of from the 1890s, uh, a cricketer who should be opening the batting for Gloucestershire, uh, a high street jewellers, other suggestions that came in. Samuel suggested that he sounded like an R.A.S. pilot from World War II. Uh, Stu said it sounded like a posh butcher's. Uh, JG said uh, a butcher from the 70s. Josh said he uh, sounded like a poet. But anyway, the official house style of the ninety two xrs exiles pod is that now we are only referring to him as mr h. w. j. Charles, the Esquire, um, so
3: yeah, you got the the third, so which was your favorite out of the three um i yeah, I love them all i think i i have mean, got to go for will Evans's goal, I think yeah, I've already waxed pretty lyrical about it already, um but it was it was one of those goals. I think Cochran said in his post match interview that that would be on like replayed on. On the on the all the news channels, sports news channels, if that was a you know a top tier really? a top tier yeah. goal, um, uh, yeah, the, he's just got this air of confidence about him. Um, I don't think his uh, purple patch is quite over yet. Uh, I think there's more to come from from Will, and um, yeah, I'm just going to be really intrigued to see where he moves in the summer. Inevitably, moves on. Let's be honest, um, it's going to be really interesting to see who who decides to snap him up. Um, I think there'll be plenty of suitors, particularly if they have seen that goal yesterday. Yeah, very much so. And yeah, you're bringing us back down to earth by thinking about
4: what the future might hold for Will Evans, let me bring you back down to earth because Mm. um, I think it might be Reese who pointed out in our group chat yesterday that um, our next nine fixtures are all against top half sides. um, And we don't play someone currently in the bottom half until Colchester away on Good Friday. So the next six weeks are going to be pivotal. We're all getting excited. We're top of the form table. It's wonderful. But this is kind of make or break. Now, if we get through to the end of March and we're still in the running, then it's, yeah, it's really going to be on. But um, we've got a lot of tough fixtures coming up. Not least um, Nott County on, on Tuesday night. Um, we go into that top of the Division form table. Nott County, a little bit like Wrexham, haha, um, are on a poor <laughs> run. So there's no better time to be playing them. But then again, teams tend to end runs whether good or bad when they come to rugby Parade. So my question to you, Jamie, is the perennials. If I offered you a point now against Northampton, would you would you take that or do you want to keep this winning
3: run going as they're four on the bounce? Can we make it five? No, I, I I'm not taking a draw, uh, particularly at home. You know, our, our home form is pretty good. Our form in general, as you mentioned, is pretty good. I don't remember the last time we won four on the bounce in the league. It's it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Uh, no, I I think like you say they're on a bit of a slide right now. Um, we always tend to sort of up our game. It's been mentioned several times on this podcast and elsewhere. We up our game against the better side. So perhaps playing nine uh, sides out of the top top twelve um, across the next month. It's a long old stretch of games, isn't it? I think I think last week we were talking about a stretch of five or six games against big teams. But yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough old um, month or so. Uh, but with the the you know the players back from injuries, you know, Sanzala getting more game time, Jeff got getting game time as well. Bogle can't be far away. Yeah, it, it feels like things are kind of clicking into place, and I'm hoping there'll be good good support on Tuesday night as well. Tuesday night games, you know, obviously a bit bit tough but under the lights. Getting getting the you know the people in who are, who are at the Swindon game or the or the other games, the Wrexham, Man United games as well. Yeah, I think the fans will be right behind them. And you no, know, I'm not I'm not settling for a draw. No, no. way. Good good. I mean, I, I think there
4: will be a, a decent crowd. I think we've left the away, the extra away seating up because not County are likely to bring us there to few, although perhaps not as many as they might have done a couple of weeks ago when they were on a good, uh, that good run of swarm. And yeah, as I say, the nice position to be in now. We've got a lot of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday weeks coming up. But whereas when we have that in October, you know, if you or I attended with a pair of boots, we might have got on the bench, is now at the point where we've got players coming back from injury, you know, Jameson. Bogle um, and we've got some real quality we can bring on or we can shuffle our pack and and rest players if needs be so we're going into that thick run of games from a a position of strength which is yeah, just exactly what you would want to do I'm just going to touch on a couple of other listener comments that we had in after yesterday so uh, a Walsall fan Snow Snow on Twitter said uh, to be fair, you beat Sparrow Square. One or two strange decisions with the lino, no, but no way would it have affected the game because um, you deserve the victory, which was nice to hear. A, a gracious opposition fan after you've won. And then, yeah, Hoeligan, uh, our old friend, said, magnificent today. Great away support. Keep plugging away with the wins. A big few weeks ahead. And if we can maintain this momentum, then, yeah, be great. Very happy to journey home. And, yeah, it sounded as though the uh, supporters' bus was bouncing on the way back from, uh, from yeah everything that I've heard. So, yeah, a really... Good weekend, and yeah, always nice to jump on an emergency
3: pod when um, when things are going well. Yeah, absolutely right. I think that's enough for, from us for for today because um, yeah, we've got a lot of games coming up, a lot of um, pieces are coming out in your feeds as well. Um, just time for us to do player of the pod. Um, Ed, I know you didn't watch the game, but I'm I'm going to have to ask you anyway. Do you have a player of the pod? Well, I, I think just I'm going to give it to uh, Mr. HWJ
4: Charlesley Esquire. Just <laughs> partly. Because I just like want to say his name as much as possible, but also I think you said in the last pod he's he's been on a slightly not poor run at all by any means, but he hasn't looked quite as good since he come back from injury, and I'm really hoping that that goal yesterday and a good performance in a team that, that you know put Walsall to the sword will really kickstart his season a little bit because I, I thought last year he made a huge difference when he came in in January. Um, and I'm a big fan of, of what he does it's not quite clicked for it, but um, I think that may well be the, the catalyst I really hope it will so yeah I'm giving it to you Mr. H.W.J.
3: Chelsea Esquire uh, butchers, jewelers, and um, second world war uh, poet <laughs> yeah no, he, when he came on like I say it took 5 or 10 minutes to get into the game but he really kind of made a difference as well and to be given credit as well he came on at half time uh, in the Swindon game uh, for, for Bennett I think it was um, and I think that sort of helped uh, get us yeah you know, back in that game and get us get us that victory um uh, last weekend as well so fair play to him yeah my I think my actually player of the pod um, obviously very easy to give it to to Will Evans but I'm going to give it to to Seb Palmer Holden partly because you know he ran his socks off he clearly had about twelve wickets um. Uh, that morning yeah. Um, yeah, didn't start running all day and uh, there was talk about whether um, Morris's goal should be for you know because it came off him and deflected in but I think it was given to Morris in the end but also uh, you know I, I spoke about the the celebrations at the end of, of the game with the fans you know there's a lot of like you know going up to cheer um, and, and you yeah, know getting getting the fans involved um, but there was one video um, that was shared on social media and it was I think it was James Cart pushing Seb forward to sort of take in the plaudits from from the you know his adoring fans. But yeah, yeah. can you imagine as a 19-year-old, you're on loan somewhere yeah. and you've got this connection with a fan base. You know, they love him. We love him on the pod yeah. as well. Yeah, it just shows just what his job he's doing. And he's keeping some, you know, much more senior players out of that side, albeit, you know, some are injured, but like he's done a phenomenal job. He's, he, like I say, he's made himself nearly undroppable. So yeah, Seb's my, my player at the pod. Good have. Yep. Any shout
4: outs or beefs? Not really, um, except to say a big shout out to Arnie and Ollie and Stu and Tim and everyone else who sent in um, voice notes and, and comments. Um, we can't get to every single game uh, as, a, as a pod team. Um, and it's really lovely to just be able to throw out there can someone send us something from from the game and help us kind of bring it to life? And so, yeah, very grateful to all the people who've, who've done that. Um,
3: yeah, hugely appreciate it. Here, here, yeah. Um, I don't really have any beefs at all. Um, I'm still on a high from from yesterday, so I guess a, a shout out to um to the whole t- to the whole team really for sort of making uh making me in this weird happy mood on a on a Sunday morning and wanting to come and uh, do an early morning pod record. So um, yeah, just shout out to the whole team. <laughs> to be honest with you, your um... partying like it's 2019, <laughs> and yeah, we're on that playoff charge. Honestly, uh, I'm yeah, i I'm trying not to get too carried away. I just need to look at that fixture list to remind myself. We've got some tough games coming up. Right, that wraps Raps. us up. Um, Ed, tell us about future pods coming up.
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so our next pod is probably going to be out next Sunday or Monday. Um, and that will be a combined reflection of the Knox County and the Gillingham Games. And then we've also uh, got coming up a guest interview with friend of the pod, Martin Calladine, on his new book about football and crypto. Uh, it's called No Questions Asked, and I've just finished reading it. It's really good. I would heartily recommend it. Um, and without wanting to say too much, we've got a few other interviews being lined up. I wouldn't give the game away, but let me just say you will not want to miss them. So yeah, make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts
3: from so that you don't miss a thing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Exciting times ahead. Right, our thanks, as always, to Tinty and the Bucket Hats for our theme tune. Thanks to Arnie, to Ollie, to Stu, to Tim for your contributions. Thanks to Ed for joining me this morning. Until then, look after yourselves, look after each other, and above always, keep it county.